It's fair to say at this point, traditional thinking often results in traditional results, right? So when I get asked in the comment section or on strategy sessions, people are like, Ravi, you own more than a dozen properties, but why haven't you actually bought your own property? Why are you still renting? Because traditionally renting means you're poor. So in this video, I'm gonna share with you my exact reasons why I continue to rent vest and why if you're sitting on the fence about whether you should buy your own place or buy an investment property, you might wanna watch all the way through. If you're interested, keep watching. Hey guys, my name's Ravi and welcome back to Personal Finance with Ravi Sharma. If you're new here, smash that subscribe button because I talk about real estate, cryptocurrency and financial freedom. Now this is a very exciting time because Search Property, the buyer's agency that I founded in 2020, is now going through massive expansion. So as part of building out this community and helping more people on this journey, I want you to be part of it. So definitely email me if you're interested in working with our team. So if you hold on to this traditional mindset where we got taught at school, debt is bad, you should always go and buy your own place first and then go and pay it off for the next 30 years, you will then retire at 65 and now as you're hearing that you're like why the hell would I sign up to that it sounds shit and that's exactly what I thought as I was going through my years at uni and then finally realizing that I needed to invest grow my wealth and not to follow every traditional rule that's out there now granted there are some traditional rules I still follow but when it comes to something like this around buying your own place versus renting I'm going to choose renting and especially now in 2023 now the best way to showcase how this makes sense is I'm going to share with you my case study all the numbers involved in my situation situation right now from what I'm having to pay in rent versus what I could do with that money as an opportunity cost. But be sure to stay all the way through because I'm going to summarize three key things that you need to consider before going out there and buying a property, taking advantage of some stupid grant that got sold to you because it was so freaking amazing. Let's dive into my numbers. Now, currently where I'm living is a three bedroom, three bathroom, two car space penthouse in Sydney. I know it's a bit of an overkill, but when you're working from home, my partner works from home as well, it just makes sense. So we pay $1,200 a week, which works out to be $62,400. It's not a small amount and I know that. But when you factor in things like me having to go and get an office space, her having to go and get an office space, it would actually work out to be better if we had the best scenario at home. Because then my travel time goes to two minutes because I just have to walk from that room to this room. Now, before you turn off the video because you're thinking this guy's an absolute idiot, who pays $1,200 a week in rent when they could just go and buy a place? Well, that's the kicker. I can rent where I want to live and I can invest where the numbers make sense. There's a difference. Where I want to live is determined largely by my emotions. I want to have a nice kitchen. I want to have a nice room. I want to be able to go and walk to the shops. I want to have these specific places around me versus when I'm actually logically going out there and investing, all I'm looking for is the highest return on my investment. Every dollar I put in, I need to be making a return. Now, if you think about the extra bathroom or the extra car space, is that really going to add some value in my situation? Well, no, it wouldn't, right? Because there's only two of us that live here and we only have one car. And on most occasions, we're not even driving for after two weeks at a time. But let's look at some deep dive numbers. Now, let's pretend like I was the owner of this place. I decide I've got the choice of going and buying a place or I'm going to go rent a place. So in this situation right now, in 2019, I could have bought this place for $2.1 million. In 2023, so four years later, it's actually worth 1.8 million. So that means in four years, I've lost $300,000 and on top of that, my cash flow is negative by about $240,000, which means I've lost over a half a million dollars if I just listened to some stupid uncle that told me I should go and buy the place because hey, it's in a good part of Sydney and it's unique because it's a penthouse. So there's only a few of those, but I would have lost money. Now granted for those four years, I would have been renting at $62,000 a year. So if I'm putting $62,000 every single year for four years, that's about 
about $250,000. So even after that, I'm still in the negative by about $300,000, which is a shit ton. Instead, if I was to go out there and invest my money, if I was to go out there and use the upfront cash to be able to diversify my portfolio and grow a property portfolio, what would that look like? Well, in 2019, I could buy five properties, 400K each. Now granted back then, those properties would be a lot cheaper, but we're gonna use today's numbers. So for $400,000, five properties would be $2 million. Now, add an average growth, that entire portfolio would be worth $3.52 million four years later, which means in four years, I made $1.5 million and the cash flow would be positive by about $44,000 a year, meaning my total return was about 1.564 million. And when you subtract that from the losses I was making from the apartment, if I had bought it, I'd be actually further in the green by about $1.7 million. So if I had listened to that uncle who had told me rent is dead money, you're an idiot, go and buy a place, I would in fact have lost $1.7 million. Thanks, stupid uncle. Now I know these numbers are a little extreme. Not everyone's going out there and renting a place for 1200 bucks a week. And you're probably not considering buying a penthouse for about 2.1 million. And in the same time, you're not actually able to go out there and build a property portfolio of $2 million worth. I get that, but I'm trying to use my exact example as to why I've chosen to go down this path. Now, do I have intentions to go and buy my own place in Sydney? Yeah, I do. In fact, I wanna buy my dream house, most likely debt-free, which is gonna be super difficult in Sydney. But if you know the rules of the game, you understand you've got a plan and a strategy, thanks stupid uncle, you'll be able to get there quite sustainably, which is very important. I would much rather get to a goal, maybe two or three years later, but if it allows me to enjoy my life today, I'm taking that option because I'm only 29 once, I'm only 30 once, and I'm only 31 once. So I would much rather prepare for tomorrow by investing well, but also get to enjoy today's lifestyle. If I go ahead and purchase, say, something else in a different area of Sydney, sure, I'd be 20 or 30 minutes away, further away from the city, and yes, it may have grown, but would I have actually enjoyed my life? Would I have actually enjoyed the people around me, the lifestyle that I've got? No, I wouldn't. And that leads to burnout. That means I'm not gonna be able to invest as much because at some point I'm gonna come home and be like, freaking hell, this sucks. Maybe I shouldn't invest as much and maybe I'll just go and splurge on a holiday. In fact, let's sell that house. Yes, we'll make some profits and then we'll go and rent somewhere else. Or the most common thing, which I'm seeing a lot of, and I urge you to keep this in mind because this might be you, a large portion of you guys are making this mistake is, oh, well, it's not my forever home. I'll buy something and then I'll go and rent it out later. I'll go and move into something else. And there's a big problem with that and we're about to jump into it. Now, three things to keep in mind when someone says to you, rent is dead money, go and buy your own place. Let's start with number one. If you buy your own home, it actually significantly reduces your borrowing capacity. So you're not able to go out there and scale up and build a property portfolio. So how the government really sticks it to you is they'll say, well, here's a grant, you should buy a place. And then you go, well, this is free money. Let me go buy a place. Then you go and buy a place and you're like, okay, cool. Now I'll go invest. And then the broker's like, you can't because now you have your house. And you'd be scratching your head. And you're like, what the hell? So the reason this happens is because when you take out debt on your own place, it's unproductive debt. I'm sorry if I've just triggered you. It's unproductive debt. Why? Yes, you get to live there. Yes, you'll be able to gain some equity if you bought in the right location and the prices go up in that area. But more importantly, it produces no income. And that to a bank is a big no-no. So what they'll say is, well, you've got debt, but you've got no income coming through from that. Therefore, your borrowing capacity reduces significantly. And that is is what often stops a lot of people from scaling up their portfolio. I can tell you now, if I had gone in and bought a property for myself to live in, I would not be able to scale up my property portfolio to the point it is now. And now my portfolio or my machine is growing year on year, compounding a lot faster than whatever I have to pay in rent, whatever that property I had wanted to purchase would be growing at, and I've diversified my risk. My cash flow is in a better position and my borrowing capacity is still there for me to go and buy it more. Now, granted, if you are renting, that's obviously gonna affect your borrowing capacity as well, but because there's no 
debt attached to it, they look at it differently. You can still go out there and in most occasions, you'll be able to actually borrow a lot more than if you were to go and borrow just for your own home. Because again, when you borrow for an investment property is productive asset because it produces you an income. So you get cash flow and you get the equity. The second thing you need to keep in mind is that there's actually more risk in buying your own place versus an investment property. And now you're definitely scratching your head and you are, what the hell? How's there more risk here? And the reason for that is because your mortgage on your property is linked to one thing. What's that one thing? It's your income. So if for whatever reason you lost your job, then unfortunately you lose the home because the mortgage can't be repaid. Now you have mortgage stress. They're going to end up repossessing your home and getting rid of it. Now let's counter that and say, well, if you bought an investment property, if you lost your job, it wouldn't matter. Why? Because the tenants are paying your mortgage. So therefore you diversified your risk. It's less risky. On the counter, you go, well, if I buy a property and if there's no tenant to actually tenant the property out, and that's where we come in. We specialize in buying properties for investors. We don't look at, hey, this is a nice kitchen it's gonna look nice, you'll feel great about it. No, we look at numbers and cents. And one of the key metrics is to look at your vacancy rate, looking at how much supply is actually out there from a rental perspective. So I don't wanna buy a property as an investor and then not have someone tenanted. In fact, I want demand to be so high that people are lining up at the door to rent my property. And that's exactly what we're seeing right now. So if you're in a location where there's high demand for rent, you'll be in an area where your cash flow continues going higher because there's always going to be rental growth in that area. And number three is you have a lack of choice. So we go through through life always doing one thing, which is, hey, how do we create more choices for ourselves? That's probably why you're here watching this video because you're like, I wanna create more options for my future self. That's why we invest, right? And so when you go out there and you buy your own place, to a certain extent, you're actually stuck. And the reason is because you've gone out there, purchased a property that maybe you purchased emotionally, so you paid higher than what the value of that property should be, and you might not be able to offload it because of all of your costs, like your stamp duty and other costs to acquire the property. So even if you had minimal gain in that property, you couldn't even sell it because you're probably gonna have to let go of two to 3% to a real estate agent. And then once you finally actually sell the property, you've got all your marketing costs and things like that. So instead you'll go, well, I just need to hold it. I can't do anything about it. In fact, there are so many people and you might be one of these people who are watching this channel right now going, shit, that was me. So if you purchased anything in early 2022 in Sydney and Melbourne, most likely it would be in negative equity territory, which means you bought it for a million and now it's worth 950,000. Doesn't sound like a huge amount because you can be like, hey, I could weather the storm. But hey, the interest rates went up. Now it's getting stressful because the mortgage repayments are going up. Now your lifestyle starts getting sucked out. As someone who rents, if the interest rates go up, it doesn't bother me because my rent is still the same. Now, yes, granted, if I'm in an area where, hey, there's not enough supply, those rents will go up, but not as significantly and not as frequently as what we've seen with interest rates. If I suddenly find that my job security is under question, or I feel like there's more mortgage stress or financial stress, I can simply break my lease, go into something that's smaller and now I've reduced my expenses by even 30, 40 or 50%. What do you do with a house? You bought it for a million, you can't sell it. If you sell it, you sell it at a loss and then you're further behind because you might have some debt still attached to the property even after selling it. So for me, I'm all about creating choices, something that's gonna be sustainable for me to build out this machine in the background without actually having to think about shit on the daily. If you then decided, okay, well, I can still leave the house, I can rent it out and then move somewhere else. Well, guess what? If you purchase something like that in Sydney and Melbourne, your yield is probably about 3%. If I go and invest in an 
an area that has high levels of demand, low levels of supply, not only will my properties go up in value, giving me more choice, means I can flip it for a profit or hold it. It also gives me cash flow. And that is because the rental yield is probably five and a half to 6%. So you can see the stark differences. And yes, it does definitely depend on where you're living. If you're in a smaller capital city or in a regional center, it might make more sense for you to go and buy your own property because you then get best of both worlds. Before you go and buy a property this year, just ask yourself, are you buying something to purely live in or are you buying something to grow your wealth? Most people are actually buying their property to grow their wealth. I would say rent vesting is the best way to grow your wealth if you're looking at real estate. If you're firmly going out there to buy something that you want to live in and you're still happy to work 35 to 40 years, mate, you're making the best decision, go and buy your house. But if you're someone else, and I suspect if you've watched all the way through, you're looking at answers. If you want choice, definitely contact me down below. And if you're looking at a career shift, if you're someone that's actually really passionate about this stuff, have some experience in the space, definitely go and email me. I'll leave my email in the pinned comments down below. Hope you guys have enjoyed this one. I'll catch you in the next one. Thanks guys.